0: Matthew chapter 25, allow our children to be dismissed to Children's Church this morning, appreciate them. You have to bear with me a little bit this morning, I, my voice is uh, a little bit threadbare from uh, preaching, praying around the altar all week long. Once we get cranked up, the Lord will help us. Amen. Good to see Sister Linda here this morning. Matthew chapter number 25, we're going to begin reading with verse number one. It reads like this, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterward came also other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Amen. I want to use verse 5 as our key text. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And notice in verse number 1, it says, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened. Unto, the Lord said, this is what it's going to be like in my kingdom. He's not talking to sinners here. He's talking to the church. You and I are part of the kingdom. He said, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Again, I want to preach to you on while they slept. Father, we thank you for the word of God this morning. We pray that you'll anoint us to preach it. You'll anoint our ears to hear it and our hearts to receive it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by your word. Oh, God, I pray that faith would be quickened. God would rise up in our heart this morning as we respond in obedience to the word of God. I ask you, oh, God, to give us eyes to see and ears to hear. God, in a heart that's tender toward the word and your spirit to receive what the spirit would say to the church this morning. Don't let it fall upon deaf ears, I pray the light of your word would probe right into the very depth of our soul. God, to help us that when the trump of God sounds, we'll be found watching and praying and ready. Meet every need, Lord, as we come around this altar in just a few moments to pray. God, work miracles in every heart and life. Save the lost and heal the sick. Baptize every believer in the power of your spirit. God, we're thankful for it. And we thank you in advance. We ask it in Christ's name. If you love the Lord, would you say amen? amen? Again in verse five, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. The, wor- the word slept there in the Greek is the Greek word kethudo, and it means to fall or to drop off into sleep. Metaphorically, Strong's Concordance says it means to yield to sloth or to sin or to be indifferent to one's own salvation. And I think that could be properly applied in the verses that we read today. To yield to sloth, which means to laziness or to sin or to be indifferent to one's own salvation. Sometimes we are saved and we live as saved individuals so long if we're not careful, we become careless. Even in our own salvation or in our walk with God, we just tend to take God for granted, the blessings of the Lord, maybe a little bit for granted, and we don't seek him like we should. We're not alert. We're not on guard. We become lethargic, if you will. And that's what happened in the case of the ten virgins, especially in the case of those that were considered foolish virgins. In Isaiah 56 and in verse number 9, the scripture reads, All ye beasts of the field come to devour. Yea, all ye beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Again, God's not speaking of a heathen nation. He's not speaking to a pagan people, but he's actually rebuking the watchmen, the leaders of Israel, men that were supposed to be well rehearsed in the scripture, men that were called watchmen, those who were supposed to be watching and praying over the spiritual well-being of God's people. He said, they're blind. They're ignorant, they're dumb dogs, meaning they cannot bark, they sleep, they lie down, they love to slumber. And then in Mark 13, and verse 32, it says, but of that day and that hour knoweth no man, know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, again, he's talking to us, the church. Take ye heed, watch and pray. For you know not when the time is, for the Son of Man is, is as a man taken up our journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch you therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh at even, or at midnight or at the cock cockcrowing or in the morning, lest suddenly he find you sleeping. What I say unto you, I say unto all. Now sleep there in that text is the same word in the Greek. Kephudo, to fall or to drop off into a sleep, to take for granted or to neglect one's own salvation or to gravitate toward slothfulness or sin. That's what the word sleep there. I think if you read the text, you must know that Jesus has given a warning to his own people. The son of man is as a man taken up our journey who left his house. That's the house of God or the kingdom of God gave authority to his servants. Uh, That's you and I. We've got exousia, that's the word authority that that comes through the word of God. We've been given the authority of God's word and also the word uh, authority uh, could also be Use the power, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We've been given authority and power by God's word and his spirit and to every man his work. That's you and I, and we all have a work to do. Commanded the porter to watch. He said in verse number 37, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Now the word for sleep is kathudo to drop off into sleep or to neglect or to gravitate toward sin or to neglect our salvation. But the word watch there is just as strong of a word. Gregor, you owe it. It means to keep awake or to be watchful, to be on guard, to stay awake. Anytime you see the word watch, coupled with the word pray, he's warning you, don't fall asleep. Stay awake. Keep your guard up. Be watchful. Beware. Be prayerful. Prayerful is the opposite of sleeping. He's warning us to watch or to stay awake. In Mark 14 and 32, they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. He saith unto his disciples, sit ye here while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. And saith unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. It's the same word. Tarry ye here and stay awake. Tarry ye here and be on guard. He went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst not thou watch one hour? Could not you stay awake? For one hour, watch or stay awake and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed. I want you to notice right there, the spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. There's something about this flesh that wants to drop the guard. There's something about this flesh that wants to take it easy. There's something about your flesh that wants to rest and ride it out for a little while. It's the spirit that has to make this flesh come under subjection and say, you have to pray. Even when you don't feel like praying, you have to pray. And it's not just today. You'll have to pray again tomorrow. And it won't be just then. It'll be the next day, too. And it's not just right now. If the Lord tarries for another year, you'll have to still be watching and still be praying. It says again, he went away and prayed and spake the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Neither wist they what to answer him. When he said again the second time, Can't you stay awake? For even an hour, I need you to be on guard. I need you to help me pray. And they didn't even know how to answer. Then in verse 41, he cometh a third time and saith unto them, sleep on now. Take your rest, it's enough. The hour has come, behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. The same experience is recorded in Luke 22, verse 45, And it says, when he rose up from prayer, was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. There's a lot of things that will make us sleep. That's right. Sometimes just being so busy and so active and going all the time, that'll make you sleep. You sleep from being tired. I want to tell you, prayer is the fuel that makes ministry run. And without it, ministry will wear you out. That's right. Ministry will wear you down. Yeah. Ministry will cause you to go to sleep if you're not careful. Yes, sir. We trust in our activity that we're awake. For. But our activity doesn't equate watchfulness. That's right. Prayer right. equates watchfulness. Amen. Not activity. That's right. Woo, I need to say that again. Prayer equates to watchfulness, not activity. In Matthew 13 and 24, it says another parable put he forth unto them, saying the kingdom of heaven, that's you and I, is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Sowing good seed in the field is preaching the word. That's what it is. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. And went his way. When the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? He said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares you root up also, the wheat with them, let them both, or let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. The same exact word for sleep. But while men slept, an enemy sowed tares wow. among the wheat. The same word for sleep there to drop off into sleep to neglect one's own salvation or to gravitate towards slothfulness or towards sin over and over and over i find jesus in the gospel's warning not sinners but warning god's people stay awake That's right. stay on guard. Don't neglect your own salvation. Pray. Watch and pray. Keep yourself alert spiritually. Stay on guard for the enemy is seeking to devour you. John, or not John, but the book of Jonah, verse number one and verse number four, but the Lord sent out a Great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his god and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it up them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise and call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. I want to tell you, that's always amazed me, that Jonah bought a ticket to a ship going in the complete opposite direction that God wanted him to be going to do. God only knows what? anything but what God told him to do. The Bible said that when he got on board the ship, he went down into the belly of the ship and went fast asleep. He dropped off into a deep sleep. The Bible said that God sent a storm. God sent a storm. And while everybody else fears for their life, while everybody else is rowing, trying to keep the boat going in the right direction while everybody else uh, is worried about the condition of the ship, uh, the fate of those on the ship, uh, the one, the only one who knows the one and the true and the living God, the only one who can really do anything about any of their fate, uh, he's doing the one thing uh, that nobody else is doing, sleeping. Right. You know what everybody else is doing? Praying. Praying to the wrong gods. And the only one who can get a prayer through, who can be effectual and fervent and effective in his prayer, he's sound asleep. And the captain wakes him up. And he says, why are you sleeping in a time like this? I, I, I believe that God is saying that to more than just Jonah this morning. We're going on almost four months in is- since Israel's been at war. And Jesus said, you watch that fig tree. When it puts on leaves, starts putting on fruit, you know that summer is yes, sir. Israel throughout the scriptures always been the fig tree. You see Jerusalem can pass them out with armies. You see the whole world hating on that nation. He said, you better know that the end is near, even at the door. I want to tell you, one thing that puts people in God's house to sleep nowadays is preach preach a rapture. Preach Preach the coming of the Lord. Preach them that Jesus is coming and that we've got very little time left in which to do the will of God and the work of God. It seems as though that will put people sound asleep. Why? Because they've been preaching that for 2,000 years. Jesus is coming. We're living in the last days. Be ready. Be on guard. Be watching. Be praying. We've heard it. We've heard it. We've heard it. We've heard it. It'd be like eating a hamburger every day. I'm sick of hamburgers. Don't want another hamburger. Give me a salad. Give me a piece of fish. Give me anything but a hamburger. It could be Whatever your favorite food is, eat it every day, you'd get tired of it. You'd grow old of it. Might be good for you, might be healthy for you, might be even needful for you, but you'd get tired of it. Children of Israel I eat manna, God's manna every day. Our soul loves this manna. Give us flesh to eat, anything else but this manna. It, it angered God. God said, I'm giving you what you need. I'm giving you what's neat. I'm keeping you alive in the wilderness. uh, And you loathe it. You don't want it. That's why he's saying, shake yourself. Listen to yourself. Look at yourself. Wake up. Watch. Pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Give me this manna. Remind me again how close we are to the coming of the Lord. Tell me one more time that I need to search my own soul. Examine yourself to see whether you'll be in the faith or not. You need to hear it again. Judges 16 and verse 19. It's the story of Samson and Delilah. She made him sleep upon her knees and she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. I'm preaching to you this morning on while they slept. Every text that I read to you, somebody's dropped off into sleep. Every text that I've shared with you, it, it's all pertaining to God and his people. None of them are heathens. There's a story in the in the Old Testament as well in the book of Judges where Sisera, who was the enemy of God's people, fighting against God's people. When God turned and fought for Israel and Sisera was on the run, he went in under Jael, the king's... Uh, Wife. She lured him into her tent. And he said, I'm thirsty. Would you hide me here and give me some water? She said, come on in. Drape the mantle over him. The Bible said she opened up a bottle of milk. And I tell you, drink you a glass of milk and put some sleep in your eyes. Fill you up. Make you want to fall asleep. When he went to sleep, she nailed his head to the tent floor with a tent stake. That's right. Went out and told God's people, I got the one you're looking for in here. And they sang a song about her. Yes, sir. How, 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 that's, that's the enemy. I ain't talking about sinners. Every text I read to use God's people. Yeah. What she did to him, hell wants to do to you. He wants to fill you up on sin or fill you up with this world, rock you to sleep uh, and put your lights out permanently. In the disciples' case, Peter and James and John in the garden, what could you not watch? Could you not stay awake with me for one hour? Watch and pray. Your spirit is ready, but your flesh is weak. Again, the exhortation, watch, stay awake. In In their case, sleep was equivalent to unpreparedness. Sleep was equivalent to their inability to pray. Why? Always the command, stay awake and pray. If you don't, there will come a time when you can't. Brother Clendenin used to say that often. He'd say, there's nothing wasted in nature. If you don't use your eyes, you lose them. If you don't use your limbs, you lose them. He said scientists discovered a certain kind of fish in a cave that had never been discovered before. The cave was always black. The water was pitch black. There was no sunlight in there, and the fish had eyes. But those eyes were incapable of seeing. The fish had lived in the dark so long they had had eyes but they lost the ability to see. And Jesus said in his word, who have eyes and see not. Who have ears and hear not. Listen, I know if you, you, you sit long enough you put your foot up onto you and sat on that thing. Yeah. Just sat on it for an hour. And then when you stand up, yeah. what happened to you? My foot's done gone to sleep. Yes, sir. You, you sat long enough, you'll lose the ability to walk. Yes, sir. Somebody's in a coma. They're laying there in the bed. They send an occupational therapist in once a day. They in a coma. They they, they moving that leg. They bending those arms. They're rolling them on their side, pulling their knees up together into their chest. What are you doing? I'm moving them around. I watched Cody Kennedy stay in the coma for a while after that wreck. They put his feet. Laying in that bed they put his feet in braces to make his feet stand straight up. So he lays in that bed with those feet pointed down long enough after a while those muscles and ligaments actrifying to that position he will lose his ability to stand or walk for the rest of his life simply by lying there. They made those feet stand up. You don't Use what God gives you. You lose the ability after a while to use it. If you voluntarily won't use it, there'll come a day when you want to use it but can't. Brother Clinton used to always say that's the case in your spiritual life as well. If you won't pray, there'll come a time when you need to pray, when you want to pray. But somehow you just can't pray. You're going to need a spiritual therapist. I didn't say a a physical therapist. But a spiritual therapist. Mm -hmm. One that comes in and starts moving your limbs. One that lays hands on you and begins to help you circulate the spiritual blood through your being. That's what preaching does. It should capture you. God's word should literally lay hold of you and shake you if necessary. Move you. Stir you up. What's God doing? He's keeping you alive is what he's doing. Hallelujah. I said he's keeping you alive, is what he's doing. That's God saying, get up, move, do this, this, this. Prayer is the exercise of faith that must be employed to keep us alive. You're right. Preaching good. Preaching good not just some legal. Brother, Brother Clinton said, I preached a series one. One time on prayer in a camp meeting, and a woman come up to me and said, "Sir, you you preach prayer as a form of legalism. You trying to tell me that if I don't pray, I'm not saved. And if I don't pray, that I'm not a Christian. That I don't pray, that I can't go to heaven." She said, "I'm saved by grace, and that's what enables me to go to heaven." He said, "Ma'am, you call it legalism; I call it obedience." Uh, he said, "I'm telling you right now, the only way you got saved, you had to open your mouth and pray and ask for mercy and ask for grace. Uh, and if you don't pray, you ain't saved." Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Israel's leaders, you know, in, in, in the disciples, it was a it was an unpreparedness, it was an inability to pray, it, it, it was a spiritual exercise of necessity that Jesus he could not stir them to pray, he knew that they wouldn't make it. In Israel's leaders, who God called Listen to this. Watchmen. What did the word watch mean? Stay awake. And what were watchmen supposed to do? Stay awake. Pray. While Israel slept, they stayed awake. While everybody else was at ease, they were on guard. They kept watch for what? The enemy. But the watchmen, God's watchmen, weren't awake. They weren't on guard spiritually. Sleep, in their case, was considered laziness. The Lord said of his watchmen, they loved to sleep. They wouldn't pray. They wouldn't preach. Listen to what he said. His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. The Amplified reads, Israel's watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all mute dogs. They cannot bark, panning, lying down. They love to slumber. God's watchmen were called ignorant. Well, I can tell you what they weren't. They weren't uneducated. Somebody said, they were ignorant men. He wasn't talking about they couldn't add two plus two. and He wasn't talking about they didn't know their ABCs. They couldn't read or write. They were ignorant men, not uneducated. There are some things you cannot and will never know until God reveals it to you in prayer. Study however you want to study as long as you pray. I, I have young preachers all the time t- say, Brother Eddie, what, how in the world did you get that out of that text? How did you get that? I, I've read that a me. I don't see that. And I say, look, you, you study however you want to study. This is how I study before you break this book open, pray. Because the spirit of truth leads us and guides us into all truth. These truths, the Bible said, are spiritually discerned. You can't see it unless the spirit shows it to you. You can't possibly know it unless he's the one teaching it to you. You can't hear God talking Unless he's talking to you in prayer often. And he said, my sheep know my voice. i gonna tell you, you, you learn to recognize a voice that you hear all the time. There's some things that you'll never know if you don't pray. You'll be blind to it. Just as when you sleep physically, you're blind to your surroundings. Your senses turn off. It's as if while you're asleep, you can't see, hear, or move. And when you wake up, all your faculties turn back on. You know that during a house fire, most people don't die in the flames, most people die from smoke inhalation. Their senses. Simply turn off. And before their senses are aware that there's a fire, I don't feel the heat, I don't see the flame, but their body, in a very relaxed state, breathes in enough fume until they succumb to that and die literally from the smoke in their sleep with no flame touching them. There's something that happens when you sleep all of your sensitivities turn off. All of your faculties uh, hibernate. You're not aware of your surroundings when you're asleep. How can people miss the rapture when they know God and they're supposed to love God and when it's right in the pages of God, how can they not be ready for the coming of the Lord? Asleep! That's right. I'm worried about what's going on at the job. Well, do that while you're on the job and get the job done. But while you're working on the job, you need to also remember, watch and pray the Lord's coming. Yeah, sir. Feed your family. Pay your bills. Take care of yourself. But while you're living this life, don't go to sleep. Remember All of that is temporary, but Jesus is coming. When somebody rolls around, get up. We're going to the house of God. When the altar calls given, come on. We're going to pray and seek the Lord. They were blind. Watchmen were. They were asleep, not physically, but spiritually. Senses go dull. It's as if we can't see, hear, or move. When you wake up, it all comes back on. That's what happens when we watch and pray. Our spiritual faculties work. Amen. Hear something that happens, and all of a sudden the Spirit reminds you, in the last days, saith God, men shall be. Lovers. Of their own selves. Amen. Lovers of pleasure more. Than lovers of God. You, You start. Seeing things happen around you. Watch Israel. Like a fig tree. When it buds and blossoms. The end is near. I'm telling you, go home and read Ezekiel 38 and 39. Learn which nations that those nations are that are supposed to in league come down against Israel and learn, uh, uh, you've got to understand that that's going to happen right around the time that the Lord comes back or just after the Lord comes back and you've got to know those nations are joining in league. Turkey's one of them, Russia's another one. They're joining in league with Arab nations right now to, to march against Israel. What's happening? Jesus is getting ready to come back. Uh, is anybody stirred by it? Uh, Any more interested uh, in who won the Super Bowl, I can tell you that. Uh, is anybody moved? Uh, is anybody troubled? Uh, are more worried about it? Uh, uh, what the, what amount they sued Donald Trump or or Biden is going to have his mental acuity to go back in and keep running this country into the ground? I want to tell you, even politics plays a part in it. The, I, I I don't just see dumb Democrats. Uh, what I see is, is is a is a strong delusion. Men will believe a lie. And be damned because they wouldn't hear the truth. They were asleep spiritually. They let their nation go to hell. And they let Jesus come back. And they weren't ready. Nobody in their right mind would vote for people that's going to destroy your own nation. Nobody in their right mind. How in the world could they just asleep? Asleep Sleepwalking. They had natural eyes. But he said, Israel's watchmen are blind. They could see, but they couldn't see. He said, they are all ignorant. They weren't uneducated, but they had no knowledge. He said, they are all dumb dogs. And they cannot bark. The word dumb means an inability to speak. They're like a watchdog, a guard dog, that when the thief comes into the yard, they won't even get up and bark. I want to tell you, if I got a dog and he won't even bark when somebody comes in the yard, he ain't getting fed at my house. He's getting gone. I mean, the least you can do is bark when somebody comes to the door. Dumb dogs that cannot bark. He didn't say would not bark, but cannot bark. Why? Because they don't pray. If you don't pray, you ain't got nothing to say. You can't warn people when you're spiritually asleep in your own self. They have been inactive spiritually so long, they lost their ability to speak for God Oh, my God, I would to God that every leader in the Assembly of God, Church of God, and every other denomination could hear me preaching this morning. Wake up. Pray through. Yes. You've got something to say. Yes. God give you a platform to preach the gospel that his people might be ready when it comes. Amen. Use it. Yeah. Use it. Watch is to pray, is to pray through, is to walk with God, is to cry loud, is to spare not, is to lift up your voice like a trumpet. This was a picture of Jonah, a prophet with nothing to say until God could wake him up spiritually. John, I want you to go to Nineveh and prophesy against it. He had nothing to say. It took a storm. It took the whale's belly to wake him up. With Samson, the judge of Israel, who should have been a watchman. Where is he at in our text? He slept in Delilah's lap while she sought to afflict him. Read that text again. Hey, Samson. Where does your strength lie? Tell me, what makes you so strong with God? Why does God anoint you so? Why would you want to know that? Oh, I'd love to kill you. I'd love to bind you and afflict you. We'd love to gouge your eyes out and make sport of you. Are you kidding me? You better get up. What are you doing in her lap? Do you hear what she's saying? Do you see what she's doing? He seems so intoxicated by the sin of the pleasure of the world that he couldn't wake himself up. It took grinding at the meal after both of his eyes had been gouged out to get him to pray. And then he wakes up and prays, Oh, God, avenge me of my adversary from my two eyes. Remember me. Just this one. what happened. He woke up, didn't he? Samson, while he slept, the Spirit of God departed. We're preaching on while they slept. What happened while they slept? The Spirit departed from him and he didn't even know it. I want to tell you why our leaders sleep. America is going to hell. While the Assemblies of God sleeps, I'm telling you, they've got They've got men in the pulpit that I don't even believe are born again, much less qualified to preach. That ain't just in our denomination either. He lost his anointing while he was asleep. He lost his eyes, his hair, his power all while he slept. For Jonah, while he slept, the nation is about to perish from the earth without God. Sailors around him are about to die without God. He is going to die in a state of disobedience and he's not even going to know it when he does. While the disciples slept, Jesus is being betrayed. The enemy is plotting their demise. Wickedness was working overtime while their spiritual alarm clocks were off. Jesus woke them three times to warn them and to ask them for help, to help him pray and to pray with him. And they hit the snooze button all three times and went back to sleep with the farmer that sowed good seed in his field while he slept. The enemy was planting tares with with a desire to destroy the harvest. And in the case of the ten virgins, the Bible said, While they slept Jesus came. Behold the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. While they slept Jesus came back. Five were ready because they took oil with them in their vessels. They trimmed their lamp. They were, if they were sleeping, they were sleeping with one eye open. They were watching. They were listening. Yeah. They were ready. And they went in. The Bible said five of them took no oil with them and their vessels. And they run out and hurriedly tried to get ready after the fact. They went to those that sold oil and they said, or they went to those that had oil and said, give us your oil. If I could be saved for you, I would. Wouldn't one of you miss the rapture? If I could have victory enough for me and you both, we'd all have the victory. If I could be anointed enough for me and you, we'd all be anointed. But I can't. You can't sap off of mine. I can't drain a little out of me and put it in you this morning and then I go pray back through because I gave you mine. That ain't how it works. You got to get yours where I get mine. You got to do what I had to do. If I had to pray through, you got to pray through. We want to impart all of our gifts on people. Well, I had to get mine imparted of the Holy Ghost in an altar. And if you think that I'm just going to be able to impart what God gave me onto you and you don't have to do nothing to get it, you're wrong. That's right, right. I said that on purpose. What is that? It's an alarm. What's that supposed to do? It's supposed to wake you up. That's right. Come on. I want to tell you, the longer that thing goes off, and nobody hits it, it becomes a little bit alarming after a while. Are you going to hit that thing? Are you going to wake up? If you ain't going to wake up, just turn it off. You ain't going to wake up and turn it off. That thing ain't meant to go off all the time and you not be moved by it. Woo. You know what preaching is this morning? You know what I've been doing for the last 45 minutes? God said, are you going to move? Are you going to hear me? Are you going to wake up? Are you going to pray through? Are you going to watch and be ready when I come? Are you going to pray for your children like they lost and about to miss the rapture? Are you gonna leave these four walls and try to reach somebody like the world's about to go to hell around you? Oh, hallelujah. Oh. Oh. What I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. You don't know the day, and you don't know the hour that I will return. You have eyes that do not see. Ears that do not hear and a heart that's grown calloused and dull in its sensitivity toward me and toward my word. But I shake you this morning. I stir you and call you to action. Wake up. Arise from your slumber. The day is far spent. The night is at hand. It is time to hear my voice. Sleep no longer. Watch and pray for my coming as soon, saith God. If you're able. Stand with me this morning. Fine, Kirsten. Father, we thank you for the word of God this morning. Thank you for the moving of your spirit, your drawing, your pleading, your calling, your stirring. Father, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that's sensitive to your word and to your spirit. I pray, oh God, that if I haven't heard anything else, I would hear you call me to, to prayer and to watchfulness. God, that I would shake and stir my own spiritual being to watch and be ready. Lest suddenly you find me sleeping. If it could happen to the disciples, then it could happen to me. The apostle Paul exhorted the church it is high time to awake he called them to awake unto righteousness to wake up and do the will of God while there's time father that's the clarion call this morning for us to awake unto righteousness to be about our father's business before that trump of God sounds. Lord, there's no doubt somebody here this morning, they came in in a state of spiritual slumber. Your disciples slept for sorrow. God, others sleep, Lord, from pure exhaustion. But Lord, help us to wake up this morning. Help us to leave here watchful and prayerful. God, help us somehow to stay awake, to stir ourselves to prayer because that's the very thing we're going to have to do to stay alive spiritually, to continue to move and be active and to watch and pray. God, you know the one that's here this morning that isn't ready for that trump to sound. While they slept, the bridegroom came there's a call going out this morning. Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go ye out to meet him. God, I pray you'll arrest that heart with Holy Ghost conviction this morning. God, that heart under conviction would respond to this altar call. And they would walk to this altar in obedience. Father, they would cry aloud. They'd pray, O oh Lord, I've heard you. I'm awake now. And I'm stirred to pray, save me, Lord. Give me a watchful spirit and a prayerful heart. God, somebody else, they've been saved a long time. They've dropped off into a sleep. It seems as though the alarm of God can barely wake them or stir them now. I pray that by the Holy Ghost, you would arrest their heart pray through this morning God what days we've got left we would spend them as watchmen on the wall praying alert full of the Holy Ghost doing what you've called us to do is my prayer stir me oh God like never before to be a man wholly given to you in prayer oh God you know that's my heart Stir me to that very thing this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Many of you meet me in this altar this morning. Whether you're here and you need to be saved, this altar is open. Whether you're here this morning, you just heard the alarm, and you're stirred to pray and to seek God on behalf of your unsaved loved ones, I want you to meet me in this altar. Here this morning, there's any need in your life, we want to pray with you. Our God is a healer. He's a Holy Ghost baptizer. He's a miracle worker and a way maker. If you'll believe him for it, he can do it this morning. Hallelujah to God.